Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us to discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media. Join the conversation by emailing us at info at fusedmarriages.com. All right, Michael. So let's jump into it today. All right, let's jump right back into it. We've been talking about blended families Mm -hmm. the last two episodes. Talking about them kids, though. Them kids, though. Part one and part two, if you haven't checked it out, it's really just trying to give you insight on, you know what, blended families, dynamics you're dealing with, particularly pertaining to kids. Mm -hmm. We're a blended family. We don't hide that fact that we are a blended family. Right. We've seen a lot, dealt with a lot. Yes. So we want to help, you know, share with the people, you know, different things that may be going on, you know, in their life, right, that Amy can relate to right. as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, so just going on. So now we're going to do a part three. I think it's impossible to talk about blended families without talking about the other parent. Mm-hmm. I agree. You said, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we going to jump <laughs> in the deep end of the pool, like you say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the other parent, it's like, that is really what makes up the blended family. Like if you just have as a kid and the other parents not really involved, really, to me that's not a really a blended family to the full extent. Yeah. So when we say other parent, we're talking about the parent outside of that marriage. Right. So the other right. biological parent. Right. The other biological parent. Mm-hmm. So you have the spouse mm-hmm. and then you have the child's mom or dad. Exactly. Exactly. So when you talk about like the other parent, the other biological parent, mm-hmm. I think the first topic you have to kind of really touch on is like, you know what? You stuck together. I think we want to separate. And I think myself, yourself, yourself, anybody has a blended family want to say, okay, you know what? It's them and it's us. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's possible to say, you know what? We just going to sever ties and we're going to do our thing. They're going to do their thing because you really you stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that happens a lot, especially when you kind of are creating this new unit. You want to say, okay, well, it's us. They don't they're not a factor and you can't really do that for a number of reasons. Number one, there's a child involved. If we're talking about blended families, we're also talking about um, the children that we've talked about in previous episodes, but you have the kids that are involved. So that parent's influence is going to be there. Even truth be told, even if they're absent, that that's going to be felt by your kids, you're going to be experiencing that um, because you're now having to deal with, okay, how is my child growing and developing in light of the fact that this right. other parent is not involved in their life? So it is a consideration that you have to you have to, you know, work into the psyche of the family. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to, like, talk about really whenever you're talking about somebody that's married into a blended family. And like in most cases, in most cases, some cases like that person is an outsider. So if I have a kid and I marry somebody, I marry you and I have a kid with somebody else. They may have a system in place, right, of, like, how they want to operate and, and coexist. It really is not. It operates really how they coexist. What do you mean? Break that down. Break that so, down. So, for example, so if we're looking at, like, a blended family where, you know what, somebody is single, but their parent and both okay. and both and both biological parents are not together. Okay. So, we're dealing, we have two parents. Two parents. They're not together. They have together. a kid. They, they share a, a kid. Together, but, but they're, they're not, not together. together. Okay. They're not together. Okay. At some point, they set up a system that really works, really works for them. For them. Mm-hmm. I say really works because, like, it may not, I mean, people just give in and say, you know what, hey, this is, why this going. is what it is. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, that system ends up playing out. Okay, you know what? This is how we operate. Okay. You know what? If I'm able to go over your house during Thanksgiving dinner and just see the kid, 
that's cool, right? Because you know what? My kid, you know what? We have a kid together. Yeah, come over for Thanksgiving, you know, giving dinner, and you can kind of come hang out for that an hour or two. That works for some folks. That works for some people. It works. For some but it, I think it works in the context of it's just the two biological parents are having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. When you bring somebody from the outside, let's say, you know what, that Thanksgiving dinner, and I got to bring, you know, my new wife over to your house. And hold on. They be like, hold on, no, no, no. You can't bring her, though. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? It mm-hmm. messes up the system. Mm-hmm. That they had. It's maybe a, a backward system. Yeah, it's backwards. Right? You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, if yeah. people say backwards, what do you mean by backwards? Well, okay, if you plan on being with somebody else, then how are you going to bring your new person to your ex's house? Yeah. Ooh, this is sticky. This is okay. all, all right. this whole situation. But this is real life. Um, so if you are dealing with this, please let us know. Hit us up. Go on our social media at Fused Marriages. Email us, info at fusedmarriages.com. Because this is getting into some of that territory that is really, that can be really gray. So one of the things that you're discussing right now is the two biological parents have a way of doing life. Um, they, this is the, this is how we do our kids. Okay. It's supposed to be first, third and fifth, but every now and then we're a little more flexible. It's not that hard or, okay, well we do a drop off. We, we used to do it at this middle location. Now I just don't feel like doing it anymore. So you have to come over here or, um, I let my kid do this on the weekend that she or he is with me. So, um, I expect that to be the same. Or if you live in different states, there's just so many right. different variables when we're talking about the kids of blended families, um, how often you visit, what you do, how you do it, the systems that you have in place. So now when you get married and you have a whole new um, person that's involved in this, they might not be comfortable with what you have going on, but your the other parent might not be comfortable with like, okay, wait. Why can't you do this? Or why are you doing this now? So right. you're creating a whole new dynamic. And that also affects the kids. We've talked about the kids in um, previous um, episodes. But you also are now having to shift. And I think that that's super important to be able to make that shift and to choose, like, okay, what are we doing now? Let's establish new ground. Um, and it doesn't have to be all mm-hmm. at one time. It doesn't have to be like, okay, we're going to make everything happen. We're coming back from the honeymoon. <laughs> right. And right. we're going to shift the entire environment. Um, but it does need to be like, okay, you need to be comfortable. You need to be able to be yourself in this environment as the new spouse. I, as the new you know, husband or wife, also need to be able to be comfortable in that environment. Mm-hmm. And that other person they might not be comfortable with they're not the unit. That's what I think. Um, but you have to be respectful. You can't just be like, well, you know, screw you and everything that you're about. You still have to be able to be co- or to coexist with that person. But the unit that you are establishing with your spouse needs to be primary. That's that's what I believe. No, no, no. I think I think you're a hundred. You used the word. I heard you say shift. I gotta say that real slow. Shift. Shift. I gotta. Articulate <laughs> right. You said shift. I think that shift takes like some time, right? Absolutely. It's like it's not instant, right? I think you're trying to break down just some new, some old habits and build some new habits with yeah. how the situation is going to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're thinking about like I think both biological parents in most cases want to see the kid happy, mm-hmm. so they build this kind of world, even if it's a facade world. You know what? Well, they're not in the same house, but I'm allow you to come over. You know, when you want to mm-hmm. to spend time with the kid. Mm-hmm. That changes if you get a, a if that person that's coming to the house has a boyfriend or in the case of a girlfriend, depends how the situation set up. Like, hold on, what if you got now you got a boyfriend and girlfriend? They're like, okay, why is your your baby daddy, baby mama coming over here? You know, and hanging like, out. yeah, hanging out. Yeah. 
it seemed kind of it's like awkward. Like, okay, McMahon, I don't really feel comfortable. They may not say that, but they may feel that. Yeah. Some people actually may say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, what does that look like? Yeah. I think those are real conversations that are better to have early. (laughs) Don't wait until like, and I'm speaking for the the parent that is um, not the biological parent that might be marrying into this kind of unit. Um, Had those conversations. Hey, I'm not, I'm not real comfortable with that. What can we do versus waiting? And then it's, well, it's been like this, you know, you, you didn't say all this, you know, or ask those questions while you're dating. Like, okay, is this something that you have set up? Is this something that you want to continue. Um, let's ha- let's talk about that because as you are, as this new thing is becoming one, um, don't let that stuff linger, and then it becomes frustration or resentment, or you're uncomfortable in your own space. Um, so I think that there are a lot of dynamics when we were talking about how to relate to the other parent, the other biological parent, and how much influence that they have in the house. Because I think it's critically important that your house is safe for you. The other parent might not like you. They might love you. It really doesn't matter. It's, okay, in this space, am I safe? Am I safe to do and run my house the way that I want to? Because I think one of the biggest challenges when you're talking about um, all these adults, (laughs) all these grown folks, Mm -hmm. is that you want to rule other people's houses. You want to be able to dictate, well, at my house, I do this, so I expect the same at your house. Or at your house, um, you do this. Well, I don't like it, so... Don't do that because we don't do that over here. I think that that is a huge thing. Now, you can have respectful dialogue. You can try to come to some consensus, but this is your house. This is your safe space. And that doesn't mean you have to be waving your finger in people's face. It doesn't mean that you have to be, you know, kind of throwing shade at people. It's just, hey, this this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you don't agree. You know, I, I, I understand. These are just kind of some of the, the challenging dynamics that we have. And be respectful. And that's... That's really all that you can do. But it doesn't mean that, like, okay, every now, all the time you're bending. Now, I'm not saying I'm not for trying to compromise on some situations, but some things, some foundational things, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. Hey, if the if the kid has a, a nut allergy, you can't say, well, I keep peanut butter in, you know, the right. kitchen cabinet where he or she can get to it. That's just what I do because this is my house. That's ignorant, okay? But it is like, well, you know, I let her wear makeup. Well, you know, hey, she's she's 11, I get that you do that when she's over here. She's not going to be able to wear makeup. Um, but when she comes back to your house, absolutely. We're not going to throw it away. We're just going to keep it in a bag. And when she comes back, she'll she'll have that so that you can wear it there. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I guess we can we can say definitely as a blended family, we've had to bend a lot. A lot. Right? I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know what, we bend. Okay, you know what, it's cool. We okay with that. Mm-hmm. And other times we're like, man, okay, we got to bend. But like, man, we're not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, and I'm guessing I haven't had the conversation about it. I'm pretty sure the other parents have said, you know what, they've had to bend some too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we can get stuck in our own mindset of thinking, okay, we don't want bending, but they may be bending too. True, even if we true. don't see it or feel it true. in their mind, they may say, okay, well, I don't want to do this and not telling us that. And then, but so both parents have to be in both sets of parents. I'm going to stop using the term baby mama, baby daddy. Because it just, to me, it brings a bad connotation to the situation. Yeah. Right? We just parents. You're a parent. I'm a parent. I don't care if you're biological. You're still a parent. Absolutely. And it just, I I think it helps just establish, like, the mindset of, say, you know what? We're just trying to be the best parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just had to get that out. I felt some on my chest, and I think I may have said baby daddy, baby mama earlier. I'm like, man, I didn't, I I don't like like it. (laughs) Okay. Right, right. I mean, you know, sometimes we use those words, and, like, you think it doesn't mean anything, but ends up, 
making us see that person in a certain light. Yeah. Or making them, they could see us, they calling us that, and making us see in a certain light. Oh, yeah. you're just, like, I don't like stepmom uh, or stepdad. Yeah, I don't like it either. I like bonus mom or bonus dad. Just as, you know, what you got some extra. Or bi- I said biological yeah. or co-parent, you know. Yeah, even co-parent I, is like, I mean, I like co-parent. I, yeah, co-parent I use cool. co-parent a lot. I, I don't, because I also, as a quote unquote stepmother, I do not ever refer to them because what it does psychologically is it puts them in like a different category. It makes them think like, okay, these are the biological parents and I'm just the other, I'm the other kid. And I never wanted for our children to feel like that, whether they came from my womb or not. Hey, this is, this is the way that we are running this house. Um, and I, and you mentioned something about, you know, the other parent also having their, you know, their perspective and their feelings. And I think that so often it's easy to kind of dehumanize that other person like, okay, well they're doing this to do this to you. They might, they might not, you know, but ultimately, and when, when we have, um, had to bend as you referenced, ultimately it's about the kid. Like, okay, is this, am I just going to beat this into the ground? Am I going to make my will the only way, you know, like, all right, okay, she has this on this weekend. This is our weekend. All right. Are we just going to be like, no, it's our weekend. She, we're not doing anything, but she can't go to the birthday party, you know, but it can't be a birthday party every time, but okay. And and we've had to to do that a number of times. A lot of birthday parties that we gave up weekends for. We gave up weekends. A lot. But we also try to make the most of the time that we do have. Mm -hmm. And by make the most, I really want to be clear because I notice um, being part of a blended family and having friends and mentors and other families that we've seen, watched, and encountered, um, that you kind of feel like you have to do everything to kind of one-up the other parent. And I I don't personally understand that because... You don't have to take, and if you want to take the kid to Disney World, take the kid to Disney World, do whatever. But what's most important are the the interaction, mm-hmm. the, the time spent. It might just be hanging out, you know, watching a movie, what? you know, never ending story on a Saturday afternoon. They don't know nothing about that. Yeah, you, know, you, you need Plus, to watch never ending story. Never ending story. But, you know, you might just be sitting there or you might be watching one of the things that, you know, we kind of silly y'all, but we'll turn on like, our 90s hip hop and dance with our kids and they'll show us new stuff and we'll try to do it. And we just playing, we just having a good time hanging out in the the living room. But that is something that we hope that our kids remember versus, you know, always having to like go and do and be to keep it exciting to kind of like make it like, Oh, when they come over here, they have so much more fun than when they're over there. That not only is just, exhausting if that's what you're trying to do but yeah. it's not really taking into account the the humanity of that child yeah i think the kids pick up on that too they saying oh okay i can go over there they're gonna try to you know give me something give me everything yeah I want. everything i want on that weekend or whatever that week yeah. that i have that they have me the kid can be like okay i got something for all that i'm gonna ask for everything mm-hmm. disney world every year <laughs> you know what i mean there's kids i mean so yeah i think kids are sharp right they kind of see if situations aren't really just playing out how they should in their mind as a family dynamic should be. So, yeah, I think one of the things that's really interesting um, when you're talking about these kind of family dynamics um, that you may or may not realize is that you are stuck with this other person Mm -hmm. for life. Um, You kind of like to put them in a box and say like, okay, well they're over there. They don't really affect my home, whatever. But you really have to think you are forever connected to this other person. Um, 
Now, especially if you have children with your new spouse, um, because you're engaged in this kid's life, which means that you're engaged in that other mother or father's life as well. You're going to see them at the weddings. You're going to see them at the family gatherings, at the cheerleading competitions, at, you know, you know, the Christmas plays or whatever, you're going to see this person. So having as much of a civil relationship as possible, I'm not saying you have to be best friends. Not everybody can do that. Not that, you know, it's a gift from, from, for some folks. That's, that's not for all of us, but you can engage. How are you? You can be respectful. You can be cordial. Um, and I, I, I am hesitant because what can happen is that, it can become such a contentious relationship that the kid feels it. And then it's, oh my gosh, I don't want to invite such and such because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want my mom to be there. I don't want my dad to be there. I don't want her to be there or him to be there because it's going to be arguments, going to be side eyes. It's going to be all of this. And that's not where, that's not the position you want to put your child in. You know, that, that can not only turn out bad, but they will inevitably begin favoring one parent over another. And the kid shouldn't have to make that kind of choice. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, they think it, we think it just affects kids, right? Whether they're a toddler or preteen or teenager, but I've seen adults that have had to deal with it too, right? Where, you know what, their parents maybe get divorced later on mm-hmm. and they get new spouses or whatever. It's still a, a situation where like, man, okay, mom really doesn't like this new, my dad's new wife or dad doesn't really like my mom's new husband and like, what does that look like for holidays? And you got grandkids at some point and just different stuff. It's like, so really what you, I'm just pr- proving your point out is like, it's ongoing. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily stop once the kid leaves the house. Yeah. And don't tell your kids, if you don't like, if you don't like the, the new woman, if you don't like the new man, just, you don't have to have those kinds of conversations with your kids. I'm not saying don't, you know, like, well, you know, she's a little different or yeah, that's, that's some, that's. I don't know how you would say that. That's yeah. That's not somebody I would have maybe not even say that. Yeah. You know, just leave it Watch at yourself. Watch yourself. Yeah. Just be careful. Just leave it at you know, like okay, yeah, I'm, I'm still getting to know him. Or yeah, oh, what do you think of my dad's new new wife? Okay, yeah, I think she has a lot of energy. Or yeah, she's like you know it. she's <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's very artistic. Or man, she's very corporate. Or she seems very very busy. Or she seems like she's gonna she's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Or man, he seems like he's a really interesting guy. Or however, you don't have to be like I don't know about them. I don't think right. so. I mean, they look like this. They act like this. Do they always do that? Come on. Let's be grown and let the right. kid be kids and you handle you and you can talk to your, your sister, your best friend, whoever, and say, I am not feeling them. But you no. don't tell your kid, you know, you don't, you don't down talk the other person or the biological parent for that matter. It's just, it's real. we got to do better folks. We got to do better. Absolutely. So we're going to jump to point number two. Mm-hmm. We talked about being stuck together, mm-hmm. had a other some other stuff mixed in that, but really the idea, you know what, you can't shake the other parent. Yeah. Point number two or topic number two on this blended family about the other parent. It's about now we're talking about, you know what, the kids have to see some sense of sanity, right? And I use the word sanity because it's like they're being torn between mm-hmm. two different households in some cases. And they're trying to figure out, okay, you know what, which one is right, which one is wrong, where do they fit in? Yeah. And if both parents, biological parents, are added, you know what I mean, are added with one yeah. another, it can cause some issue. And the kids gonna be, they may not say nothing, but it's gonna affect them a certain way. Yeah, I agree. I I think that the, one of the challenges, there's a lot of challenges in blended family. We just 
we are able to speak from a position of experience. But one of the challenges that, that happens that we as parents have to also be aware of is that we're asking our kids to grow up a little bit faster when they're in um, a blended family or even a, a single parent situation um, because they are having to make some of the decisions about who they are, how they, how they exist in the world sooner than some kids that might have grown up with both parents, both biological parents in the household. Um, and this is specific to maybe if they grow up um, from the parent, hey, they were one or two years old when you got together, that might be a little bit different in terms of experience. But once they begin, once they begin to realize, okay, this, my house looks a little different. Um, things are a little, I'm, I'm not with my mom every weekend, like my friends or like some others, or like I see on television. Um, I'm, that's, I have a different situation. We're asking them to kind of discover themselves earlier, to have hard conversations earlier. Hey, how are you feeling? Some kids that grow up with both biological parents be like, I'm fine. The other one, now they're trying to articulate, like, I'm noticing some things. My, my mom has a new boyfriend or my, my dad has a new girlfriend and I'm not sure how I feel or, man, I really just want some time with my dad, but now I have these other siblings that I'm not accustomed to. You know, there are so many conversations and ways about being in the world that now they have to um, address. So I think it's important that we're sensitive to that. And as, you know, if you are the non-biological parent, you're now co-parenting, um, to recognize, hey, she's, she's nine or she's eight, why don't y'all go out for ice cream? Just the two of you. I don't have to come and be secure enough because that can be challenging when you're, you're starting off, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, why don't y'all go out, take a couple hours, take the afternoon right. and just spend some time, ask her some questions, you know, go out on a date with your, with your, your kid or you and the mom. So just understanding the dynamics of the kid and still being secure and loved and loving enough to say like, okay, what, what do we need to do for this child? And what do we need to do? For us, I think that that's just super, super important because really the kids are in the middle of this kind of shifting. And another thing I want to point out as we're talking about the kids is try to make both homes as comfortable as possible for your child. It does not mean that they're going to feel as comfortable at one house as the other. But, you know, trying to, I mean, don't make them if you can help it. Some some can't, so I don't want to be insensitive to that. But if you can help it, don't make them sleep on the couch when they come. Even if they're sharing a room with the sibling with your siblings, or if they're sleeping, hey, make sure, hey, here's this is where you can put your things. Buy them some things so they have some stuff over there. But they might never wear it. They might not even really like it. Let them pick out a lamp for their space or a rug or something that they might not be picking out all the furniture. But hey, this is gonna be your room you know, what do you, or this already is your room if you're marrying into that situation. Like, okay, oh man, this is really great. I, I like this. Or try to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with them as well. So both parents, the, the new parent in the situation and um, the biological parents should try to really invest as much as they can into making it one cohesive unit. Yeah, I think I think even that last statement we just made about trying to make it as, as cohesive, a one cohesive unit as possible, right? Because, right, the situation is like you not you didn't necessarily dream about, okay, this is how I want my life and my right. kid to experience right. experience the world. But you say, you know what, okay, here are the dynamics. What can we do, you know, and you, you and your new new uh, spouse to try to make it as comfortable as possible? Like, I like the idea you're talking about mentioning about, you know, making them their room and giving them that, that space to kind of feel like, you know what, no, this is my home too. Yeah. 
this ain't this not the other house. This is my home too. I have two houses, right? Mm-hmm. So the kid can look at that almost as a as a bonus. Okay, you know what? I got two houses. Mm-hmm. I get to do something over here at this house. Get to do something over here at this house, mm-hmm. and making that an intentional thing to say, okay, you know what? This kid is coming every other weekend. Let's try to make this as comfortable as possible, even with the dynamics are necessarily aren't ideal. Yeah. Ideal. And I also agree with kind of letting them fit into the groove. So, yeah, you want to do, you know, do as many things, try to really take as much out of that time as you can, even if it's not going to Disney World like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. but also not like making it um, an extra special time that, okay, because if you have other kids in the picture and the only time you're really, okay, we're going to save that for when this other person comes, then it can make your other children feel like, okay, well, we're not special enough to do something. Right. Um, so try to let them fit in the groove. Hey, we get up on Saturday mornings and, and we eat breakfast together. That's just what we do. Um, that's what all of us do. Yep. So that's something that is a consistent through um, for whether you're here or you're not here and you don't tell them that, but this is just how we operate. Hey, we, when we get up, we make our bed. That's just, that's just what we do. So you might not do that, but this is what we do. So just making sure that you have, um, that, that, that this that the time that they spend with you that they're also able to see um, kind of a system and a model like we talked about earlier and that kind of brings us into point number three is set the model set the model for them so that mm-hmm. that they have something to observe something to kind of aspire to talk talk a little bit about that what do you think yeah I mean I think our kids are watching right our kids are watching from an example standpoint okay how are my parents handling situations that may be uncomfortable to them Mm-hmm. Right. So especially as they get older, especially as they get older, yeah. because I mean, if, if they see the parent is not comfortable and he's not handling it well or getting frustrated or, you know what, maybe like, I can't believe, you know, they're doing this. I mean, how are they going to be able to deal whenever they get in a situation where they may not be comfortable? Mm-hmm. So I like, I think us setting the model, us as parents, that is, I will start like, you know what, hey, you, you and your spouse, y'all set the model for what you think your kids should be doing, how they should work, how they should see other people, how they should be tolerant of situations that necessarily may not be in agreement with. Right. And like really just setting that model to say, okay, you know what, one day, you know what, if, if God will, you're going to have your family and you're going to have to say, okay, how do I want to run my family? Right. And we got to make sure that but the ideas of like, you know what, making sure the kid's comfortable, making sure it's a loving environment, making sure you're always speaking at least well for the most part, Right, because <laughs> it's we're human. Yeah, we're human. So I'm not gonna say like you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be some you know angel and crown on my head and gonna be talking in a way that you know what never is gonna come out crazy. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know what you're you're saying things that are trying to be uplifting and trying to help and how trying to heal somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's it's hard to be that to and I think the word is being consistent with that mm. it's just it's a challenge to do because sometimes it can be very and I'm again we're speaking from a place of experience it can be a challenge to kind of like rev up sometimes and sometimes you might need to take them in okay we're going to be in this environment man I'm not feeling her I'm not feeling him let me get myself together let me let me take a minute okay hey we're all going to be together all right let's let's talk about how do you feel and I think that's important for the biological parent how do you feel you all right? You know, yeah. male or female. Hey, yeah, we're going to be okay. Let's it's all going to be it's going to be all of us at this reunion or even challenging times going to be all of us at this funeral. Such and such is going to be there. There's going to be the Christmas production, like I said earlier, or the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. Okay. How how are we feeling? So checking in on one another, um, but then also recognizing, okay, how does the how does the kid feel? We're all right. here, so this is my 
you know, these are both sets of parents here. Um, okay, this is different. This is how are, how are we responding to each other and having grace in those times and making sure this is partner to partner. We've talked a lot about the kids, but partner to partner, making sure that you're affirming your spouse, you know, walking over and checking on them. If there's odd interactions, you know, kind of like, okay, let's, I'm going to help this conversation along or I'm going to move this because there can be some very, very, very strange interactions, especially dependent on how long you guys have been together. So if this is your first Christmas together, then Mm -hmm. it's going to be very different than if it's your, you know, 50th Christmas together. So recognizing that based on how many interactions that you're having, how frequently you're having these interactions, it can be more or less uncomfortable. So Talk back with us because this has been an interesting dialogue that we've had and it's something we know that you guys are experiencing. Um, So we really, we want to continue this conversation. Um, So thank you guys for joining us. Make sure that you connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out on our website for more content and resources, fusedmarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.